position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for... Members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode number 223 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this Saturday, the 2nd of February, uh, 2019, at uh, 2.55 a.m. Pacific Coast time, left coast, coast with the most. Over there in the booth is Crack Engineer, Ivor Molina, uh, holding up the whiskey sign. Thank you, Ivor. Let's, let's, let's do this. Yeah, huge show. Jesus. Try not to ever say that, but because, you know, it's like just implanted in my head from Chris Fisher, but uh, this, this, this week, oh boy. So, first of all, cheers, friends and neighbors. Mmm. Oh. Mmm. 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 Ah, that is good booze. Ah, not the first one of the day, but oh, that one was good. That yeah, good shot. All right, so let's get straight to. Oh, by the way, I wore your fired. Um, so let's get straight to our top stories this week. First of all, um, 
I wish that uh, shit I'm supposed to keep Ivor on longer. But uh, yeah, first of all, um, you know, um, in non-Linux gaming news, uh, according to Donald Trump yesterday, uh, we're building the wall. It's already been built. Um, there's hundreds of miles that have been built, and uh, you know they're they're finishing it. Yeah. Mm. So I bring this up. I know I, I we try to keep politics out of this, um, but. Has anyone else noticed that at best the President of the United States is a fucking idiot and is insane or at worst is a traitor and is also a fucking idiot and is insane? I'm just throwing that out there because I'm sorry, it is a breaking point this fucking week. So there you go. That's, That's the first item in our top stories. Um, I know it seems ridiculous to to waste the time on such an obvious f- fucking vacuous waste of space, but he does happen to have the nuclear codes and we did back out of fucking the Reagan era treaty against uh, medium term non-proliferation of nuclear weapons uh, medium range that's, that's great, that's you know who likes that? Russia loves that you know who that hurts? That hurts America. It's interesting. It's just interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, okay, so, but, anyway, the wall's coming, I guess. That's that's fantastic for him. We can build a monument to racial hatred and call it the Trump Memorial. Mm. The Trump Memorial Wall of Racial Hatred after we fucking impeach this motherfucker. Or, even better, but I I, I would like to wait I would like to see him run for re-election and I would love to see him soundly defeated, which I, I'm I am almost positive America is very ready to see as well and is very ready to vote for um, but that will still leave that 30% that loves him at 30 to 38% that absolutely loves him a delusional 38% which is sad because Everyone who, I mean, like, I, I, you know, these are my friends and neighbors and stuff, but they are as impervious to reason, it would appear, as the president himself, who also this week, when his own, went fucking six, the DNI, Director of National Intelligence, and uh, fucking Haspel, the entire fucking intelligence community, the heads of all the intelligence departments in the United States, if you're not, uh, um, if you don't watch the news, if you don't, um, or if you don't keep up with the news in America, which, by the way, all of us, especially Americans, are really trying not to do, you may have missed this, but earlier this week, the Director of National Intelligence and uh, the heads of all of the intelligence agencies uh, testified before Congress and said, oh yeah, no, everything that Trump said about Syria is wrong, everything he said about Russia is wrong, everything he keeps saying about North Korea is wrong, everything he says is wrong, and then Trump did an interview the next day or two days later with the New York Times and said, oh yeah, so I had this conversation with them which, that conversation never happened by the way and they all said that they were being misrepresented and that we're all on the same page this happened on live TV they were not misrepresented it's not like they were being interviewed by the media anyway we are 
like full balls out Twilight Zone since Roger Stone got arrested. By the way, if you have not seen the documentary, uh, Get Me Roger Stone, you need to see that documentary. Regardless of where you live, um, what country you happen to be in, because, I mean, we're all gonna fucking die. But, that's the thing. I would really love to be able to wait until 2020 to see him voted out of office in an overwhelmingly overwhelming repudiation of his fucking... Uh, not just uh, his his lack of ideas and his horrible ideas and his racism and his uh, blah, uh, but all of which is core, all of which are actually core crypto Republican ideals. I would say from the last twenty years, like you want to wonder how Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham are so amenable to this? Oh, look at Newt Gingrich. Look at the last thirty years of Republican politics, and I think you'll see the very deep veins. There's lots of vugs in there. V u g s vugs. It's a mining term of deep, 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 deep racism. But all of which they'll deny. Mm. Anyway, I would wait till 2020 to vote him out, but I think he's too dangerous. And I am not kidding because his back is up against the wall now, and it is only a matter of months before he starts, oh, what a lovely war to help buttress his support in the Senate. Uh, should the case, once the closer we get to it looking like he's going to be impeached and face trial in the Senate, the closer we get to war and Donald Trump as we, I think everyone will agree on all sides of the aisle political pundits and citizens alike Donald Trump is many things, very few of them good, but I think the thing that we can all agree on is he is not a bright guy, this guy is not a deep thinker this guy actually isn't even fucking dealing with reality, which is the I not trying to attack the Republicans or anything, but they all need to go. I mean it. Like they all need to go. And if they don't start uh getting behind reality, I'm talking about the people who've enabled Trump, I'm talking about the McConnells, uh the the um you know, all these motherfuckers. In fact, the entire GOP representation in both the House and the Senate, um when this shitstorm comes and, I mean, when they try in five years to say that they were not a party to enabling Trump, especially these first two fucking years where he had the House and the Senate, they can look forward to me and everyone I know relentlessly relentlessly reminding them and everyone within earshot of what they've done to the country. Just saying, just a little political reality check there. So, now that we've wasted 10 minutes on that, congratulations to the Super Feetball winning uh, team Um, I'm sure that's I'm sure that they're all very happy and all the fans in those local uh uh, local uh, cities and towns are really excited about that big win by the uh, <laughs> of course the Super Feet Balls event has not happened yet but I can't play you sound cause I was a fucking idiot so yeah Super Feet Balls this weekend I don't give a fuck I hope you don't either um, the concussion ball well once again I don't even, I didn't even know who was playing until literally like 
fucking two o'clock this morning, last night, not or two o'clock in the morning yesterday. Um, yeah, uh, it's the Patriots versus the Rams. The Rams are gonna die. They're just gonna get fucking brutalized. Like, I don't know what the Vegas odds are on that, but I don't give a fuck. Except I do sometimes bet sports, but uh, I imagine that the uh, yeah, I'm not gonna put a hundred bucks down on uh, <laughs> I have to put down like 500 bucks on the on the on the Patriots. Anyway, yeah, uh, the Patriots are gonna destroy the Rams tomorrow or whenever. I don't even know when it is. Oh, yeah, I know it's tomorrow. Today's Saturday. All right, cool. Oh, by the way, for our sequel friends, aha, no wonder Ivor was just injecting the booth with sarin gas. You better, after you're dead, you better clean those fucking air ducts, buddy. I don't want that shit leaking into, oh, God. Anyway, he's a moron. Luckily, oh, ah, Ivor's dead. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, crack engineer Ivor Molina has perished. So, um, yeah, super feet balls this weekend. Now, for the serious stuff, this is going to be about an hour-long show, which means it's going to go on for 17 days. All right, super feet balls, yeah, the website is back up. It is still the same shitty old website, although minus some of the most recent content, which is great. That was lost in the backup. Now, the reason I bring this up is twofold. The first reason is, and I can't believe I'm about to say this because it's it's crazy that I'm about to say this, but it is true. Fuck you, DigitalOcean. Fuck you, DigitalOcean. Eat a bag of dick. Eat a bag of assholes actually digital ocean um i've been with digital ocean for almost six years now i prior to this incident have loved digital ocean right before avn the week before or three days before avn our website goes down i had just ba- i had just taken a snapshot of the site the day before this happened and uh as I'm off one to do because I updated uh, some of the website the next day, or, you know, site worked fine. It was just, you know, pseudo app can update, whatever. Just like I normally do. I normally do it about every quarter, to be honest. It's the only time I really have time to really do it. Um, or to remember, oh, yeah, we got SSN, yeah, best line, yeah, blah. Then the site goes down. I wasn't aware of this until about three days eh, well, a day and a half, two days afterwards, after the site stopped being available. So I texted, I, I didn't text, I emailed uh, DigitalOcean support. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, I can't SSH in, and like, I can get to the command console through the only through the web interface, and I'm stuck at the grub, pom- grub prompt. What has happened? Was my question. Because normally, because, you know, for those of you who don't know, DigitalOcean provisions virtual uh, servers um, that are great. They're absolutely great. They're really good, and they're really cost-efficient, especially in the way how fast you can deploy them, how fast you can spin them up, spin them down, snapshot them, also back them up uh, from within DigitalOcean's own blah, and you can run pure whatever the fuck flavor of Linux you want on it, and you can configure your own headless system fairly easily, especially if you use any sort of automation system like Puppet or whatever, um, which I don't. I, I, I should. I mean, I, because when I started bestlinksgames.com, I didn't know Puppet. I, I'm, I'm not even sure if Puppet really existed yet as a... Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
So that was like two weeks ago, almost. And they wrote me back several times. I wrote them back several times, but then I was covering AVN and uh, they couldn't tell me. But worse than them not being able to tell me what the fuck happened, their first response, which I think is their most accurate response, um, said that they rolled out a new shim, a kernel shim, for, but they, that's the other thing that really pisses me off about this. For the first time ever in terms of dig- my entire history and experience with DigitalOcean's customer support, this is the first time that they just kept copying and pasting shit that didn't say anything to me. Like, I mean, seriously, like, not necessarily artificially intelligently generated uh, replies to my responses, but replies to my responses that seemed willfully ignorant of actually answering my fucking question, which was, well, one, what happened to the website? And two, how are you going to fix it? And three, when is it going to be fixed? This went on for about two weeks, which is unacceptable back and forth. But the first reply they gave was uh, that um, I was at the Grub command line because they had rolled out a new shim for legacy uh, legacy droplets like the one that on which Best Linux came because we've been up there for f- four years now. Um, that evidently did something to our grub bootloader or whatever now here's the thing about this that means that this is on the virtualization side which is an aspect of my server hosting that I do not have control of through DigitalOcean that's why they have the servers yeah you're following me right and then they provision virtuals yeah you see that's their job so when they break shit that's not my job and not only is it not my job it's not my job to fucking try to learn piecemeal through whatever um, bizarre links that they send me I mean you know I'm familiar with their recovery console I'm a fucking 20 year veteran of Linux I know how to run a fucking headless server and I know that I hadn't done anything that changed anything on the server and oh bam all of a sudden our website is down and the server reboots the grub command line that's not good and uh so that that means like all of a sudden instead of like it happening on like your machine like locally or or in all fairness a traditionally run um legit like you know full on rack mounted server that is just all yours where you know everything about how everything is set up you know just because you run a headless server the same way you would run a headless server at home or remotely, more or less, unless it's virtually provisioned, you know, through a service like DigitalOcean, which is great. I love digital. Oh, I used to love DigitalOcean. This was unforgivable, though, especially because what they said originally was retracted seven days later as not being. So I'd spent, you know, every spare moment that I had covering AVN trying to fix a fucking website. And then seven days of that went by and I was like, I can't make it work. What the fuck? And they switched me over to a different fucking support, technical support representative um, who was equally useless but also retracted everything the fucking first guy had said. And then the best part of it was, so, okay, this is 10 days in. It's like a two-week outage. 
this is like, first of all, one day of the website being down is completely unacceptable to me. You know, blah. But I can only do what I can do. I don't run, I didn't break it. That means, to my mind, especially from a system administration perspective, if I didn't break it, then I don't have to fix it. You know what I mean? Because unless I broke it, then how the fuck am I supposed to know how to fix it? And if you broke it, then how the fuck am I supposed to know what you broke? Get you following me? If you've ever worked in any sort of corporate IT environment, I think that you know, in terms of like uh, system administration or you know, blah. Then I think that that makes sense. Anyway, so yeah, okay, fine. This will be an hour and a half long show. We got a lot of Linux game shit for you, but bear with me while I talk some more about the website because I know it's been down for two weeks. So I was like fucking full on red hot furious pissed off by day nine. Because I devoted a special day, like I devoted like six hours to fucking just digging through this. And I had read everything that they had ever, that they had sent in terms of like linkages and stuff. I tried everything. I tried everything I know. But this is not a realm that I know because I didn't set, I, you know, I, I don't know what, what they're, f- once I have to get into their proprietary uh, recovery console. I am out of 20 years of Linux and system administration basically goes out the window um, because all of a sudden I don't know where anything is is like I don't it said they're like oh well yeah we're mounting your files so you should be on you know dev ED. and I'm like I know how to fucking you know but it's not there so where is my website because I wanted to exfiltrate everything using rsync um, blah just to have a backup of everything but the other flip side of that is we run Drupal and I knew well, I can't run fucking, you know, my SQL dump from the fucking recovery console, especially, like, because, I mean, my SQL won't be running, you know, database, you know, we're, even if you mount everything, fucking, you know. So what the fuck is happening? And I kept asking this question over, in fact, I'm not going to look, but I'm going to, I'm going to charitably round down to the number of replies that I sent to DigitalOcean I'm going to round down that thread. If so, if you have like an email thread, you know, me, you, you, me, um, et cetera, you know, like days and nights for, you know, in a hotel, if you're staying in a hotel, I'm going to say that there were eight nights in this hotel, meaning I replied eight times. And these emails got increasingly detailed about the nothing that they were telling me. And eventually... Um, about five days ago, I started to get like apoplectically angry. Not in my replies because it doesn't help to yell at someone, um, even if they they're impervious to like fucking hearing what you're saying to them. Um, it just doesn't help. But I I wrote so like you know now I'm you know when you have to write like fucking four hundred fifty words, a four hundred fifty word reply to a fish that you know that you can't make the fish angry even though you are furious at this fish, that is a long email to write. That's that's like a year off your life. So anyway, about five days ago, I switched every, I I switched, I flip, I switched the flip Mm. and began focusing on why don't my snapshots work then? If everything the first guy said isn't true, and you guys have no idea how this happened, and I didn't do anything, 
then why don't my snapshots work when I restore them to the droplet? Hmm? I'm still waiting on an answer. The last email I sent them, uh, I sent them four emails in one day, actually, on uh, Friday, I think, or on a Thursday it was, I think. Um, my last email said, simply, why don't the snapshots work? What did you do to this droplet? Out of five years, this is the first time you guys have ever fucked up on, I didn't say fucked up, but yeah, you guys have ever fucked up on this colossal a scale and have done absolutely jack shit to help me fix it. I mean, at all. Like, I mean, it was like pulling fucking teeth. Like, you could you could send an email at, you know, 11 o'clock at night and know that by, mm, I don't know, maybe 4.30 the following afternoon, someone would have replied to it. That's a pretty long, you know, and it's not like I'm some fly-by-night customer. I have over fucking $300 per month in charges through DigitalOcean because I love them. They're great. I spin up all sorts of shit on them. Um, so, okay, so why don't the snapshots work for this droplet? But more importantly, going forward, why should I ever, I mean, if I don't, here's the other thing I said, if I don't hear back before the end of today, this is like at 11 o'clock in the morning that day, um, I'm going to have to rethink continuing to use you guys because I need to know what happened. I don't care who, you know, I got, I had gotten the site up and running 30 minutes before I decided to write this email. Um, but I need to know what happened. I just need to know. I need to hear it from them because there's no way I can figure out what they did. And it was something that they did. In fact, they said it was something that we did. So it's like, I need to know, not just from like a technical perspective, not just as an intellectual curiosity, I need to know what they did so that I can have some faith that they know what they did so that this doesn't happen again. Because this is, you know, the Best Links Games podcast and we were down for two weeks. You know, you couldn't hear us. You had to go to the SoundCloud thing. Um, which is the prefer I would I would <laughs> I love it if you all went to the if you if you have a podcatcher or whatever you know and you run Linux and you listen to podcasts on your computer then fine if you have to use you know our website to get the latest episode that's fine if you have to sync to that feed that's fine but otherwise I much prefer if everyone uses some sort of SoundCloud or iTunes based through SoundCloud um, approach all of which are listed on our website um, because that, that means it doesn't just, the bandwidth doesn't crush me every month and to date they have I have not heard back from them and that was uh, two days ago something like that but right now the website is up in a provisional form which uh, gets us so fuck you DigitalOcean you guys suck you guys have gotten too big if I can't get an answer within three days that is both accurate, technically accurate or the right set of questions that help like if w- one of my emails like right before I f- finally was like okay you know I'm, I'm, I don't hear from you before the end of the day 
I'm really seriously thinking about pulling all of my shit off of you guys. Because if the snapshots don't work, why am I paying for the snapshots? Why am I paying? I think it's uh, it's something like twenty. It's like four cents or twenty five cents a gigabyte for each fucking backup. I mean, I have I have twenty droplets through them. Not all of them are running at all times, but some of them are running at sometimes. Some of them are. So, what did you guys do? You know what I mean? So now we can almost begin the show where we talk about Linux video games. I, I hope that if you have any sort of a technical background, like with Linux system administration, especially uh, if, if you've ever run like a serious headless server, I mean a serious headless server, I've run many. I ran one that required fucking t- literally 24-7 uptime for 4,000 plus user base average load was like fucking uh, like, you know, slow periods of the day was like 750 people uh you know, and, and peak was 3,000. Anyway, if you've ever run anything like that, then you understand my frustration for two fucking weeks. I told them in an email, if I, if this had been done for a client, if I, you know, like if I'd spun up a droplet for a client with DigitalOcean, and it, it, that, that, that droplet was down for this long without any satisfactory technical explanation I would not only have to apologize, I'd have to refund everything that I'd pro every, you know, all billable hours, I'd have to refund it to them and I'd have to walk away from the job. And, you know, you're prolong- they prolong this into two weeks of this site being fucking shut down. That's, that is inexcusable. It is really inexcusable. And I think anyone who understands the back end of the internet and this sort of shit will completely agree with me. Especially because I didn't change anything. And mm, other thing is I know that we weren't hacked because nothing happened. Like it's not like they shut down the networking for the for the for my provision. You know, it's not like, you know, no, no, it's just the boot record doesn't work. Duh. Oh, yeah. Oh, you didn't actually insert a shim between whatever fucking babble that they inserted there, which I read many times and, you know, blah. It's not, and it's not like the grub command line that you and I know, like when we bork a system or whatever, like if you fuck up your F stab or whatever. It's not a sane grub command line because it, it's, it's above, it's like in the hypervisor, you know, it's not, that's not technically accurate, but if you're running like a virtualization blah, and I'm provisioned inside of that virtualization, it's like something that comes from above the level levels that I can see and control. Um, anyway, so there you go. That, that, that was, in, I, and from now on, I, uh, thank you, uh, free like GNU, um, for recommending Linode who I will be spinning up sometime this week, I'm thinking uh, Sunday, I'll be spinning up a droplet, or, or whatever they, a server instance, whatever the fuck they call it, um, whatever their fancy name for, you know, fucking provisioning a fucking virtual server instance on their, you know, blah. Um, just for shits and giggles to see how well it works, because I'm thinking of not using DigitalOcean anymore. Um, okay, so that's that. Now, 
because I know you're not sick and tired of hearing about this. Uh, more website news. New website is coming soon. Regardless of whatever happens with DigitalOcean and my relationship with them commercially over the next, I don't know, week, I will be putting another droplet up on there. I might do it on Linode. It doesn't matter because, like, it's fucking Drupal. Like, you know, blah. See how well, um, we'll see what, we will see what, uh, flavors of distribution and version numbers of the distribution they uh, they'll let me actually run um, before I actually try to switch over them but the, uh, right now I am working on a dummy on here locally on my lamp, lamp stack um, for the new website which has the following major features that hopefully will be rolling out like before the end of next week. The thing about doing this show though is like, now the show notes are actually, show blurbs are now like actually fairly comprehensive and the uh, the their capabilities in even though our website looks like shit, because I don't give a fuck, because um, the website is really only there as like a, a place so that you can get if you use like Podracer or GTK Potter or whatever the fuck, if you use like a Linux-based podcatcher, I want you to be able to get the show without having to use anything else. You know, it's like I can't cater just to the world of iTunes or, you know, blah, I can't just leave everything on SoundCloud, which is the plan. Um, I need to have a website. So, like, I built a website with that in mind. Then I started, I started doing the column and I didn't bother to make it pretty. In fact, I didn't even bother to format that page appropriately, but whatever. You could still read it. And the reason why I left that as shamelessly ugly as I did uh, was no time, two, absolutely no inclination, and three, um, it is up there really mainly just to serve as a time and date marker for when I wrote about something versus when the rest of the internet wrote about something. Um, content is good. I'm very proud of the column. In fact, I... I uh, Last month, towards the end of, uh, end of the year, uh, I went back and read some of the columns. Some of them are very, very good, uh, in my humble opinion. Um, some of them are better than others. And then there are a couple in there that are absolutely fucking batshit insane. But anyway, so here are the major features that are coming soon to our website, www.bestlinuxgames.com. Major features. Number one, there'll be there will be forums you will be able to create usernames, you know, create user accounts and stuff, uh, so you can comment on our website, it's funny the only reason why that never mattered to me for the website is because one I thought no one will ever go here, and two the people who actually go here have to be super fans already you know, if they actually go to the website, like, you know in a web browser uh, cause it's so ugly, it's a giant black page, and it's many, many, it's it's 30 gigabytes actually large now. It's been over four years. Um, you'll be able to comment in line, and I thought that, that functionality had been offloaded throughout the various echoverse of bullshit, but no one ever fucking comments on podcasts, so I thought that maybe it would be nice, especially from what I've seen from after uh, this like six months or whatever, five months of doing both the uh, Discord experiment, which is going to keep running, alongside the Twitch experiment, alongside 
the podcast, which is not an experiment, it's very real. You're listening to it now, I know. Doesn't this feel as real as concrete? I know it's about as interesting to listen to. Um, so I thought, oh, well, we don't need comments or all this bullshit. We don't need, you know, blah. Well, turns out I'm starting to think that maybe there is an appetite for this. And even if there isn't, you know, blah, it's no skin off my nose. I ran uh, huge Drupal sites that are way bigger than any of the the load that we'll experience, I hope. Um, but I have to, I'll have to look at what modules are available in terms of never mind so yes, there will be comment, you'll be able to comment on individual episodes and individual content, we'll also have a finally a real gallery um, which I never saw the need, I mean I've done it for clients with Drupal, I've done it in all kinds of ways with Drupal, I made uh, fucking, this is like over seven years ago, I made fucking iTunes like flippable through galleries with Ajax and Drupal um, so it's like, you know, you have like this gallery but it looks like an album list, you can just like and just like go from like one side to the other um in your browser and stuff like that, I don't know if that's the type of gallery I'll settle on this time because I haven't actually checked out what is available for Drupal 7 right now I might actually end up doing it with Drupal 8, but it doesn't matter. Um, we'll have a searchable index, and we'll also have um, we will have all of the games that we have covered and listed, and so you'll be able to see all the content. So you'll be able to search by game title is kind of the big thing. Um, you'll be able to suggest a game. You'll also be able to uh, uh, which is awesome. You'll also be able to suggest uh, anything and those other you know forum topics and stuff, and I, I can't imagine that anyone will post on there for at least the first year. But once it starts, it gets. I've seen it before. Uh, <laughs> it gets pretty nuts. We'll have a better format. It will not be prettier, but it will be a better format, and it will load faster. Um, and we will have the biggest feature that you might care about is we will have an index of all of the Proton games that we have gotten to work that me personally have gotten to work there will be a list and it will have its own page then there will be another page of all the Proton games that we have not gotten to work and they will all be time and date stamped so that will be good um yeah, and so at this rate, it should only take five more fucking years of doing this show before that ever fucking happens. Blue Wizard will be back on Amazon probably right around the same time that the website gets this update. I mean, because right now, I'm fighting a battle on a lot of fronts, and I broke my fucking iPhone, so that's a different story. Don't worry about that. So, Ivor, based on with the new and noteworthy, let's begin the fuck. That's the that's all the top stories. Building the wall, super feet balls, website back up, but fuck you, digital ocean, bag of assholes. New website soon. There you go. Those are all the topic headlines and <laughs> topic the bullet points that I, I I had in the show notes. Hit him with it, Ivor. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So, yes, thank you, Ivor. Yeah, awesome. Well done. Ah, more whiskey. You're right. Mmm. Oh. So, as is so often the case on this show, 
right before we were about to go to record, I happened to be checking on some things because Ivor, hence his surprising termination, is unreliable. And I happened to notice something important and new that had come out. And so our entire, we had to scrap the entire feature for this week, which is why our first new and noteworthy for this week, which was going to be our feature, it was scheduled to be our feature, and it was going to be a big feature. Vampire. Vampire. V-A-M-P-Y-R. Uh, vampire came out, vampire, vampire, whatever the fuck, came out uh, right before uh, the new year, which sucks because if they'd come out, I want to say a month before December, maybe for maybe two months, they could have gone in under the wire uh, on our Game of the Year awards. I've only spent 10 hours in Vampire. It's uh, $49.99. Um, it is a fantastic game. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it right now because we have our feature for this week, which does not involve Vampire. Uh, but Vampire got bumped, and I've been meaning to talk about vamp- Vampire, Vampire, whatever, for over four weeks now. I think it's gotten a mention on the show that is nowhere near enough. Um, Jeff Jeffy Wise, here's here's the thing. Everything you need to know about Vampire. Vampire. In like under one minute. Um, it is like uh, 1915, London, World War One, Spanish influenza. You come back from the front, doesn't show you that. The game starts with you getting turned into a vampire. You wake up after having been turned into a vampire. You have to then figure out who it was who turned you into a vampire and deal with the fact that you are now a fucking vampire. You're also a doctor, a phlebotomist, uh, and basically the entire game, the game is seven different game genres rolled into one, and each one of them is almost perfectly executed. It has some of the best voice acting and absolutely some of the best um, story uh, in terms of dialogue, story, graphics I have seen in a long time. Uh, this has like all time classic. It's get it's getting up there, um, in terms of like how good it is. The graphics are j- consistently glorious, but there are moments where it'll just shift suddenly from like twenty nineteen looking graphics to nineteen ninety seven looking graphics. Um, but it, it, it's an art. Uh, it's an in depth role playing game. Uh, in moody atmosphere, counterfactual London, it's a period piece uh, with all of this, it's almost visual novel-esque levels of detail in terms of the dialogue and stuff and the fundamental conflict of the game oh, by the way, and there's uh, combat too, it's an action RPG um, but, but the coolest thing about the game is that it, it's it's very much a free will uh, an illusion of free will based game. I don't like the uh, term choices matter. That's like a reductionist fucking excuse. And shorthand for what I like to say, the illusion of free will. Um, 
Meaning that your consequences, meaning that the actions that you actually, everything that you do has not just influence, but major impacts on the outcome of the story and on, you know, blah. Um, it also has a crafting system, but you're a doctor, so you're, con- but you're also a vampire, so you're constantly talking to all of these people and it's very atmospheric. It really summons up what it, it would feel like. But you're a doctor, but you're a vampire. So everything that's said is counterbalanced by the fact that you can eat everyone that you're talking to. And it is written extraordinarily well. And it is something that I wanted to mention on the show in a more. I wanted to do the whole fucking show this week on Vampire, but um, because it's that good, and then do a review later. But now what we'll do is we'll do a review next week, and blah. But I could not not mention Vampire this week, so go check it out, especially if you like vampires at all, and especially, I mean, Jeff Jeffy Wise came over um earlier this week to uh, get his birthday presents and all this shit that I had acquired for him over the last year, and uh, we ended I was like, hey man, have you played Vampire yet? No, so I sat him down in front of the computer and uh, like three and a half hours later was when he finally left. And like, I'm sitting here, I I got stoned, I was drinking, passed the controller back and forth a little bit, but mainly, he just took control. Um... You can't stop playing it. It will suck you in. It is so good. So yeah, I wanted to mention that. Also, an important game to mention. Like I said, we'll probably go about an hour and a half this week. Uh, That means we'll be here for another two days. Another important game to mention is Sunless Skies, which is $25. It is the sequel to Sunless Sea. I have not yet purchased Sunless Skies because I, I have my hands full with Vampire and our feature for this week. But Sunless Skies, Sunless Sea was awesome and they made they developed this, you know, for Linux, the sequel or the spiritual sequel at least Sunless Skies, which is more like a cyberpunk slash steampunk game than Sunless Sea. Um... Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone loves it, so I thought I would mention it. 25 bucks. And then finally, a game that is old, but is new to me, and which runs great via Proton now, and was like always on the back burner because it just it just didn't work. Or it not just didn't work, but it it, it just it, it was there's no way to play it on Linux. Um Hard Reset Redux. Which, oh, fine. You want me to do the voice? No, Joel, do all the voices. Hard Reset Redux is an action-packed and hardcore single-player shooter which embraces the best qualities that the genre has to offer. It includes over-the-top destruction, loads of enemies, great weapon variety, a challenging campaign, and a beautifully realized cyberpunk setting. That's what they have to say about it. That's Hard Reset Redux, uh, which is a Flying Wild Hog game. Um, 
$19.99. It came out in 2016, June 3rd, 2016. But I got it through the Humble Bundle. I found this, the, the key for it in my Humble Bundle. I got it like last year. The, the, but I didn't notice that I had the key until, I don't know, Thursday or Wednesday or whatever. Um, it, it runs great on Steam or on Proton. Uh, I only played like fucking 10 minutes of it. It is, it's, 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 if, if you don't like shooter, if you don't like first person shooters, then, um, I heartily recommend hard reset redux so you can condition yourself to liking them. Cause it's, it's like Duke Nukem 3D levels of just fucking mayhem. So, uh, we had Vampire. It's V A M P Y R. You need to check out that fucking game, okay? Even though it's 50 bucks, check it out. Uh, Sunless Skies, $25, and then Hard Reset Redux. Now we will use the next 20 minutes. We might get out of here underneath an hour and a half for our feature. Hit us with it, Ivor. Perfect. Oh my god, it's Bolivians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. So, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, uh, you know that we have a, a list, and we, I've never made it public, but I do actually have a physical fucking list of all of the games that are necessary to make uh, Linux, Steam on Linux, which doesn't even really matter. It's not even Steam on Linux, it's just fucking Linux. Games that run on Linux easily, effectively, one-click installs, etc. Um, that would be necessary to make it a world-class gaming platform, the type that you could recommend to, like, let's say if you had, like, a 16-year-old nephew or something, uh, and you wanted him to get into Linux, he's like, oh, I'd love to, you know, fucking ditch Windows, but I'm a gamer, so there's, so the list consists of two, two things, it's two criteria, and it's a list of titles in many cases, Titles that need to be ported to Linux and and to have it have them run great and easily and in line with their friends. Like um, you know, one of the first ones that went off the list that inspired me starting to do the show was uh CSGO. Um but if perchance there's no way that it's ever gonna come to Linux, although that's what I was saying about Soul Calibur for forever. Until Soul Calibur fucking came to Linux. Um, <laughs> can't play the main campaign, but you can fucking play online with everybody else. Weird. Um, or in failing that, then a generic play alike of the genre that would need to come to Linux as like a independently developed game. That is why my friends and neighbors. I wish I could fucking drop in. God damn it. That is why, friends and neighbors, we can't drop it in. God damn it. That's why, friends and neighbors, we're here to celebrate the arrival of Ace Combat 7, which runs fantastically via Proton. 
Ace Combat 7 is also important. This is, I mean, we're scrubbing the entire show. This, all of this was supposed to be about Vampire. We're scrubbing the entire show for Ace Combat 7. Scott, what the fuck's going on? What the shit? Man, is it me or the Steam client getting fucking buggier every... Ace Combat 7. Hey, how's that for like ruining the mood? Ace Combat 7. Sky's unknown. Garuda 1, do you copy? Garuda 2, this is Garuda 1. We've lost everybody. Um, Now you are Mirage. Also known as this time you play as a chick. But Ace Combat 7, Sky's unknown. Is notable not only for being the first entry of the Ace Combat series that you can buy and legitimately play on your fucking legitimate... Linux system came out January 31st, 2019. Came out two days ago. And it, so this is a brand new fucking world class game. Came out two days ago. It's a, uh, how much is it? It's like 60 bucks. Yeah, $59.99, or you can get like the deluxe edition for 80, deluxe launch edition, $84.99. And then there's also a season pass for $24.99. I don't know if the deluxe launch edition includes that or whatever. Here's the thing about it right now, one of the reasons why this is so important. Hang on, let's get some fucking, let's get some havoc going on here, shall we? Um, Hang on. Oh, wait. wait, wait. One more, one more. I have an idea. I have an idea. This will never work. It'll be great. All right. Brace yourselves for some fucking disaster. This is Ace Combat 6. Garuda 1. Do you copy? Why is this taking forever to fucking load? I'm on YouTube for Christ's sake, and YouTube won't load. All right. So you'll hear Carnage in the background. That's good. Hopefully. There we go. So yeah. Here we go. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm okay. Ace Combat 6. Oh, I can't talk over this. Hang on. Let's just get to fucking get to the money shot, goddammit. Garuda 1, do you copy? Garuda 1! Ah! Come on, blow up the city. Listen to your teacher, okay? And, uh... Don't forget how to die! Matilda grew up hearing the... Yeah, 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 we're the... Seems f- to be a perfect match Here we go! There we go! Now the carnage! <laughs> Garuda One, you are cleared for takeoff. Yes! I got it! Alright, fine, enough of that. Enough, enough, enough. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But for those of you who are uninitiated, and it seems like, and this is the other reason why we're scrubbing this, is because it seems like the uh, reviews for Ace Combat 7 right now are mixed. It doesn't just seem like it. They are mixed. That's what it says on God damn it. That's what it says
on the Steam uh, on the Steam store page. Came out two days. There are over a thousand reviews that are mixed, and I, for once in my life, I you know I I you know what are the odds this is going to work? No game so far for Proton that I mean that I can think of off the top of my head has really full out one hundred percent worked from day one of release. Uh, on Proton. I mean, fully, completely fucking worked. And this is crucial for Proton. And I don't think that people have fucking listened to me enough about my position on this. These games are never going to get ported to Linux. It's never going to fucking happen. So, I mean, I had interactions this week with people who were like, oh yeah, you're another Proton sellout or whatever. I'm like, no, you're just a fucking moron. I didn't say that, but that was like my first thought. I was like, no, I think you're missing the entire fucking point of video gaming on Linux. No one is ever... We are a 100,000 people at most in terms of the kind of fucking... We make up less than 0.1% of the market. They're never coming. They're never going to develop for us. It's never going to happen. So that's why Proton is so great because all I care about, I don't give a fuck you don't need to natively fucking reinvent the entire goddamn wheel your entire fucking everything to make it run on Linux oh yeah, yeah I can really see that happening over there at uh, at uh, uh, Bethesda, yeah Bethesda they're great, right? right? yeah Bethesda's gonna drop everything and start an entirely new development team to work in parallel for whatever the fuck next game that they're going to ruin and rehash. Yeah, and they'll, and they'll also, on top of that, in terms of, you know, that's the type of people we're dealing with, in terms of, like, you know, their moral culpability in terms of video games. Oh, and I'm sure they'll be more than willing to fucking put together an entire par- team to work in parallel, doubling their fucking development costs, just to have a native Linux port. Yeah, it's never gonna fucking happen. Which is why Proton is so fucking important. So anyone who calls me a fucking sellout or, you know, whatever, I'm sorry, you're fucking stupid. You're just an idiot. Like, you, either, like, you're new to Linux or you don't understand computing or the market. I, 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 it's, you know, blah. So, right now the reviews for, and I'm gonna talk a lot about the game in a moment. But right now the reviews are mixed for and this is, you know, blah. This runs via Proton. So this ran on day fucking one via Proton. This was what my year of the end speech was all about. To be a first class fucking citizen when it comes to fucking video games means that when your friends who are Windows gamers are on their Windows machine and oh look, you know, Ace Combat 7 comes out on, you know on Steam, and they buy it that night, and then they text you because the second you get home from work, you're gonna, they know that you'll be gaming, and they text you, and like, oh, he's Combat 7, yo, yo, dude, 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 bro. That's what kids sound like to me these days, because I'm fucking old. Um, and then you have to say, oh, no, shit, man, that's cray, but fuck, doesn't run on my fucking Linux box, yo. And they're like, yo, yo, dude, bro, that sucks, fuck you, I'm playing the game, bye-bye. And then you have to wait five months or one month or even three weeks to be able to play it. That is not being a first-class citizen. You have to be able to play it online with them the day it drops, just like everyone else does. Because that's why it's called release. 
Ace Combat 7, the multiplayer works. I mean, right now, I fucking, I've already flown a sort, I've already flown two sorties. Um, in Battle Royale mode, found all of the game lobbies from all the different game modes on my Linux box, bitches. Graphically, it is exactly one to one. As, you know, I mean, it's no difference. Um, so then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm probing it for break, breaking points. And don't worry, we'll talk about the actual game in a moment. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll start the campaign. Maybe it'll be like Soul Calibur, where everything else works except for the fucking main story. That's, you know, I can't do arcade mode with each one of my characters. That sucks. Nope. It all runs. Campaign mode runs great. Multiplayer runs great. The, the graphics in the game are fucking phenomenal. The graphics in the cutscenes, I think, are actually all inside the actual game engine, which is, you know, uh, uh, pro forma these days. Um, so what is Ace Combat 7, and why is it so important that you know that this game is available right now, 60 bucks for your Proton-based Linux gaming enjoyment? The reviews have been mixed. So after I after I tested it, it took about 45 minutes because you know, it's nice that, you know, it's a it's a controller-based game, so because otherwise I would have my dick in my hands and I you know, one hand and then the other hand be two joysticks. Ah oh, yes, all the joysticks. Oh, double barreled. Um so then I went to see why the reviews were mixed. Just be, I had to know because I knew that all of a sudden I have to fucking put this on the show tonight. As I just scrolled through like the first page, everyone who's complaining about the game, not everyone, but the the major complaint is that it doesn't work with a hottest system, which is irony of irony. For those of you who don't know what a hottest system is, it's hands on throttle and stick. Meaning, you know, if you have like me a warthog hottest system. Uh, you know, you don't need a mouse or a controller. You have a throttle with all sorts of buttons and stuff. And then you have a stick with all sorts of buttons and stuff. And you keep both your hands on those two things to control the aircraft. Complaining about Ace Combat 7 not having hottest support. Okay, I'm trying to think of an analogy here. Let's see. It, it'd be like... It'd be like complaining that... Uh, be the equivalent of, of complaining that uh, Super Mario Brothers, the original, not the one with the um, with the lobsters, that was the original original Super Mario, but uh, yeah, Super Mario Brothers, you know, for the NES, for the Nintendo Entertainment System, be like complaining that that game at that time, you know, like roll back the years, be like complaining that that game doesn't have support for the Oculus Rift. It's like, okay, yeah, your criticism is absolutely right. No HTC Vive, no VR support in that game. But what the fuck would that get you? It's a fucking two-dimensional side-scrolling platformer and the year is like 1989! What the fuck are you talking about? And, And seriously, so, before we talk about the game, Let's talk about Ace Combat 6. Garuda 1, do you copy? 
Oh no, I closed that window. Fuck! I was gonna I was gonna make you listen to more of the intro to sex. So about a thousand years ago when I when I was uh, a small small old man instead of being the enormous old man that I am. I am that I am. Mm. Webster and I, my old housemate, my old buddy, man saved my life actually. Uh, we used to play Ace Combat 6. And we played it a lot. And it took us a long fucking time. But we beat it. This is like, oh god, how many years ago was this? One moment. Okay, so yes. Ace Combat 6 evidently came out in 2007. Uh, and it was exclusively for the Xbox 360, which is how uh, Webster and I played it. Um, let's see if we can... Hang on. Yeah, yeah. Garuda 1! Garuda 2! I'm going down! It's never a fucking drill. Not in fucking Ace Combat. So what is Ace Combat? Uh, The only games that I've played for Ace Combat were uh, Ace Combat 6 because all the other ones sucked, in my opinion. Ace Combat 6, though, was a masterpiece. Ace Combat 6 and 7. 7 seems to have just picked it right up, although it's added multiplayer. And the multiplayer is really interesting. Because it's, it is the actual game. So the core, the focus of the Ace Combat series was to have, uh, a, the problem with flight simulators, and Ace Combat is by no means a flight simulator, although it actually kind of is. It's a combat flight simulator. Everyone, everyone who's puking into a bucket right now, screaming, no, Skooky, you're insane. It's not a combat flight simulator. Well, if you punch up an F-18 in X-Plane 11, uh, you will find the handling characteristics to be, you know, basically the same as they are in the generic fictional aircraft, depending on which type of aircraft. That, you know, the, the main main workhorses in uh, Ace Combat, although they're not branded as, you know, F-18 or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The handling characteristics are very much the same. The only difference is you don't have to fucking bother with takeoff and landing, at least not at first. In Ace Combat 6, I do remember um, you having to land a couple of times. Um, But it's really focused on strategic air superiority and air-to-ground fighter jet wargasm caliber uh, events. So, like, if you were to make a flight simulator that is a pure flight simulator, pure combat flight simulator, uh, like, um, you know, F-117A from back in the day, you know, the, the stealth bomber, like, that was the name of the game. Um, my God, what was that, 1994? 93, something, you know, somewhere around there. Um, you'd have to focus on realistic, you know, mission stuff, and it would be really cool, 
but you would still really basically only be doing the same things that you would be doing in the Ace Combat series, except Ace Combat, by virtue of the fact that it always focuses on fictional conflicts in an alternate universe between two countries that do not exist, Grace Maria and, and like, Oceana or whatever the fuck, I can't remember the name of the other, and it, it bounces you narratively back and forth between the two, Ace Combat 6 does. I've only done the first mission in Ace Combat 7. Um, and the introduction to Ace Combat 7 is better. Uh, yeah, it's better than the introduction to Ace Combat 6. So instead of like you flying a sortie that takes you 45 minutes to get to the target and then you fire a missile up its ass on the ground and you fly home, which is the shorthand uh, version of the air superiority war in uh, Iraq 1, you know, Operation uh, Desert Storm. Mm. Oh, that was really won by helicopters, but it doesn't matter. Um, if you were in a fighter plane, that's exactly what you would do, and then you'd fly 45 minutes back home. Instead of that, it's you and an entire wing of, you know, it's like you, a wingman, at first you're subordinate to someone else, as always, that's a tutorial mission. And then it's you and, uh, your partner, your wingman, and uh, a sky full of enemies over a city as skyscrapers collapse into each other, and uh, like, when I say a sky full of enemies over cities, I mean, like, oh, we got 15 bogeys incoming, and no, you can't just wish them dead, and no, it isn't like a rail shooter, you actually have to figure out strategically what the fuck it is you're going to do, but then when you execute, you will, I mean, it it seems arcadey, but it's not. And the full in-cockpit in flight mode, um, although you can't see the stick, it's, it's super immersive, and they have the handling characteristics down for these types of aircraft. Now, Granted, you don't have access to a throttle. These games were not made to be played with a HOTA system. They were made to be played with an Xbox 360, Xbox One style controller. All you need are the right and left triggers. That's right trigger is uh, speed up. Left trigger is throttle down. It takes monumental efforts at low altitude flying just with that left trigger, you know, reverse, you know, slow down, um, held down for longer than you can possibly imagine before you even stall, which, in all honesty, is kind of how it feels like when you punch up an F-18 or other sundry air aircraft in a real flight simulator like X-Plane 11. The idea that you would need a HOTA system to play Ace Combat 7 is ridiculous to me like there's not enough buttons so okay so here's the buttons that you have control over use the d-pad to give orders to your wingman use the x button to switch you know uh that's you know the x button button um to switch weapons use the a button to fire your main guns at any time use the b button to fire whatever uh whatever weapon you have selected so missiles you also have a special attack. Uh, different planes have different special attacks, etc. 
our main character's special attack, at least the one that I have right now, is uh, multiple lock-on air-to-air missiles. So it's like, oh, okay, fine. If it locks onto one, if like, let's say you have a uh, four guys in front of you, um, at like you know maybe mm, you know thousand yards, fucking thousand meters, something like that. Uh, oh, a thousand yards. Yeah, it had to be yards. I don't. I'm, I don't know what unit of measurement the game uses, but I do know the numbers. So it, it'll say like you know two thousand three hundred whatever units away from you. Um, and you switch to your special. All of those four boxes, targeting boxes for those aircraft will go red, meaning that you have a lock. You press the fire button once, your one missile splits into, let's say it's four, it splits into four, kills all four of those guys if you're at range. You do not you do not need a hottest system. For, this game is not designed to be played with a hottest system. It's as it's almost as ridiculous as saying like, you know, Descent Underground needs to be played only with an original uh, Nintendo Entertainment System uh, two-button brick. It's like, no, it actually needs a hottest system because it's six degrees of freedom. Yeah, no, not in here. The expert control mode in uh, Ace Combat 7, more than adequate for me. You turn by rolling. Great. So yeah, you can't actually control the... uh, you can't get a steady speed out of any of the aircraft other than by accelerating or decelerating and holding it. And then, you know, once you let go, you will accelerate back to like a nominal speed, which is constant for each aircraft and is different for each aircraft. Um, and that's not even a number, but there, but in the, in the heads up display, in the in cockpit mode, it is more than easy enough to handle that. Your radar, you don't need the real action, but the in-cockpits look great. I mean, they look great and they feel realistic. And the graphics in this game are just as in Ace Combat 6, unfucking believable. When you fly through a really heavy cloud bank in Ace Combat 7, there is a moment of profound disorientation where you literally have... But, oh, by the way, the left stick on my Xbox... Because I have a generic Amazon uh, Xbox One controller, which is $25. I heartily recommend that you go get one. They have Rumble on them. Um, ask Jeff Jeffy Wise. I gave him one for his birthday. He fucking loves it. Um, the left stick rolls your plane. You roll left or right. The bumpers uh, control your uh, ailerons to do side slip. So left to side slip left, right to side slip right. Um, the right stick is actually your character's head. So it's easy to look if you're like me and you require inc- you can play in the third person too, but that makes you a pussy. Um, it's much better in the in cockpit. I like it much. Oh god, it's so much better. Uh it's very easy to look around. It's a little too side... It's a little... It functions a little bit too much like a multi-function hat for my... You know, it's difficult to get in the in-between angles between, you know, like X and Y. It's difficult to get at the in-between angle between X and Y and hold it there. But that's not really what it's designed for. It's designed for snap-looking more or less. 
but not quite. That's uh, something that I hope to either be able to tune so it's a little slower, so I can actually, you know, blah. But in terms of a game like this, where I already have 27 kills, which would be realistic if you're fighting massive... There's never been a war in which the situations and scenarios in Ace Combat have ever occurred, which is kind of my my secondary point for all these people who are complaining about, I can't run my hottest system with this. I don't even know why you would want to. The game was built from the ground up to be played with a controller. It's like, I mean, like literally a, a traditional Xbox 360 controller. That is what these games were made to be played with. And you can control every aspect of the aircraft that you need to. I mean, yeah, you're not going to be able to adjust your trim. You're not going to, I mean, whatever. I mean, what the fuck's your problem? I mean, like, these functions aren't even in the game. So I think that people are more complaining about the fact that they think that this is supposed to be X-Plane 37, the Combat Flight Simulator Edition, and that's not what it is. It's better than any game that you've ever played in terms of jet fighters, though. There's never been a game with jet fighters that is as good, and I will say it, as realistic. Hawks was not as good and not as realistic as Ace Combat. And Ace Combat 7, everything that I've seen so far and everything that I've played from it so far absolutely lives up to Ace Combat 6. So you, ha so ultimately, you have um, these this story-based mission thing where you get unlocks for your hangar, you unlock new weapons, you unlock new aircraft, um, and depending on the situation in the story, you may or may not be able to deploy them. You know, your preferred aircraft for that sort of thing, etc., because of the actual situation. It, inv it involves, a, you know, earth-shattering story between two fully um what do you call it? Two modern first world uh, massive industrialized countries going to air superiority air war with each other. And this also includes ground targets. Um, but, you know, it's basically air superiority. Um, think Top Gun. Think whatever the fuck you want. No one's ever made a movie about the jet the modern era of jet fighters that is as good as fucking Ace Combat 7. There have been better flight simulators made about prop on plane, but that was a different era. So World War II fighters is the best, by the way, for my money. It's old now. It needs, someone needs to do it. Il-2 Sturmovic was almost just as good. There have been games that have been made about the era of helicopters in terms of, you know, support and air superiority capabilities of the Apache, of the Hind, etc. Of the MiG. Even. Um, but there's never been you're in a jet fighter. They are in jet fighters and we are going to have the mother to end all air wars. All of that is what Ace Combat 7 and Ace Combat 6, that's what Ace Combat 6 was about, and that is exactly 
what Ace Combat 7 appears to have dialed into. So when you fly into a cloud bank, this is something I've never seen any, I've never seen the likes of this in any flight simulator. Or any, yeah. I mean, I, I know that people are, I'm kind of revolted at calling it a flight simulator because it's, but it's not arcadey. It's not like you have infinite missiles. You have definite loadouts. And these loadouts are exactly similar to the payloads and capabilities of the aircraft, you know, the real world aircraft that these are the generic equivalents of. Um, you know, so it's not, it's not an arc. I don't like the term arcade flight simulator for this game. Now it gets nuts. The end of Ace Combat Six has you fighting an entire flying fortress that, like, you can fly through, like the Death Star. But that's one of the other cool things about having this being a non, uh, a non, uh, 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 having this being set in a fictional universe with these two hypothetical major world powers going to war against each other because and non-nuclear I mean you know at least so far as I can see but I mean cities get destroyed fucking civilian casualties it's, it's horrendous and it's awesome when you fly through a thick cloud bank in Ace Combat 7 I mean, everyone knows now, I guess, that all clouds are volumetric, I guess, because uh, that's no longer a new technology, but they're volumetric. But what happens on your actual windscreen is astonishing. If it's a deep cloud bank, the condensation begins to collect on the on the outside of your windscreen and it reflects the light, any light that's penetrating into it so that it can become difficult to tell, especially if you're flying over an ocean, if you are, it's like a scuba diver who gets confused like when they're running out of oxygen and they think they're swimming up, but they're really swimming down. The windscreen can suddenly look like it's the ocean. Like you are heading straight down into the ocean. Until you come through it, I mean, you have to check your instrument, you know, you're like, okay, you know, I'm not going down, <laughs> you know, and you come through it and it burns off the, it's amazing. Also, you're, you know, when you splash a target, also when you, you know, kill, when you, when you, when you, when you get, when you get some kills and you're close to them, the explosions are fantastic. And like, we're talking like, you're screaming by like fucking mock you know, 1.3, there was an error in one of the voiceovers where like, these guys are coming in at Mach 39. I'm like, wow. That's really, really... Are they from Earth? <laughs> are they pan-dimensional? You know, because like, Mach 30... Yeah, good luck with that. Um, But like, you know, you're when you, when you land a missile into the fucking side of a bomber that is flying like, okay, so in real world measurements, like at maybe 500 meters from you, and you're going like Mach 1.3 and it explodes and you twist away and you're all fire and all that's in game and that's in multiplayer too I've only played multiplayer battle royale we will be doing a full review of it eventually, trust me 
What I what I want to say though is do not be confused by the mixed reviews. And it runs great on Proton. It's the first Proton game where everything runs great out of the box. And for those of you who may not have heard this show before, I'm currently running uh, Mint 18.3 with a NVIDIA 1080 Ti um, 11 gigabytes video RAM uh, on a, uh, you know, just your standard i7. Um, and this is the real deal. And the, the, the cutscenes are just just phenomenal. You play, you're a girl this time. And it talks all about how she grew up basically outside the aircraft graveyard in Phoenix, but they don't call it Phoenix. They don't call it the aircraft graveyard. Uh, with her grandfather after, you know, and then he dies, but she builds this fucking plane. And then she joins the, the uh, Air Force of whatever I can't remember if we're going to war with Grace Maria this time if we're anyway but in in Ace Combat 6 you bounce back and forth between different perspectives in the cutscenes this seems like it's all united behind this this chick whose name is Ares or something like that she's a chick she's like maybe 20 um oh and all of the all of the chatter is still there when you're doing the actual missions and all of the loadouts and customization and stuff are there uh, you know once you unlock them it seems like so yeah there you go I will catch you next week hopefully the website will be um, still up and running at least it's up and running right now I'm looking at it right now um, but hopefully the new stuff will be rolling out shortly and uh, this does not make it any easier for me to focus on that all right, this is Garuda One signing off. Catch you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. That'll do us. That's a wrap. Oh shit! Did I close that window again? I was gonna give you more Garuda One. Ah, whatever. And we're not Garuda. We're not Garuda One this time. We're we're Mirage. We're Mirage. At least right now. All right. Catch you next week. Cheers. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous. Fucking ponderous. <laughs> Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to see. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy, yaddy, oh, four or five times. We're going to have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy, yaddy, four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman.
the best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.